0: Hello and welcome to the BG podcast. My name is AJ, and joining me is Associate Hannah to wrap up the week in Austin politics for February twelfth, twenty twenty four. Um, pretty light week, all things considered, from prior weeks we've had. Um, uh, you know, I think we had you know we had items at council y- y- yesterday, on the fifteenth. Um, nothing too controversial. Two items passed. Item twenty four, item twenty five, item twenty four was Councilmember Fu- Vanessa Fuentes' resolution regarding the development or starting the process for the development of guidelines around artificial intelligence used for the city of Austin. And item 25 was the start of a potential climate bond and development by Council Member Ryan Alter's office. So Hannah, thoughts on both of those? It's been, again, I think it was a calmer week overall as we've had in past, uh, pat you know, recent past um, weeks.
1: Yes, yes. It was definitely, um, I guess, less controversial. Um, at yesterday's council meeting, we did see a lot of public communication just from the uh, creative and music community as they came out in support of the item to um, use city funds to fund Blues on the Green so that um, it was great to see everyone in the morning speaking on that. And we saw a lot of different faces we usually don't see uh, just because this was, I think, one of the first times in a while that we're really talking about um, something so big and um I guess loved by the city and the creative arts community.
0: Yeah, blues and the green. For those who aren't familiar uh, with Austin, is a weekly or it's a it's a music music show that series mm-hmm. over several weeks um, on in Zilker Park on the same footprint we have Austin Sea Limits Fest. And so, uh, as Hannah said, it's I mean, well, it's it's grown. I mean, it it, it is massive. I remember, yes. you know, I've been in Austin for quite a while. Um, it was. It, it, I don't even know if you can really hear the music sometimes, depending on where you say. You gotta get, if you want to hear the music, you got to get there really early and get a good spot up front because that whole a park gets packed.
1: Yes. It is just one stage. Um, if you've been to ACL and not Blues on the Green, you'll probably recognize that, that the stage that they have at Blues on the Green is the, the headliner stage at ACL. Mm-hmm. It's the one stage they have. It's a little bit smaller, though. Um, but that's, I think, one of the reasons we saw so many people come out and speak is that because that's a... Technically, even though so many people come, it's a smaller venue for smaller local artists to be showcased. And so, um, that was passed. They're going to look for city funds to to see if they can fund that. Um, and hopefully, we get another blues on the green this summer. Um, ACL Live, and among other people, came out in support of that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we shall see this summer.
0: Mm-hmm. And That item was supported or brought up by Council Member Natasha Hopper Madison. So. Leadership, leadership. There, keep Austin as a musical city, Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, again, it was a very short council agenda. There were forty-two items. They went um, as per usual, pretty deliberately, but um, ended pretty you know relatively well on per per how they usually go, pretty early in the afternoon. Um, So not again, not a lot really happening on the as as opposed to prior weeks. I think right, we were kind of the city manager search ended officially on Monday the twelfth. Yes. as well and so that portal is now closed we know the city of austin had a community survey posted online we had it in the bg reads um that, that ran from the 13th until today i believe And yes. so i'll i'll the links to live i'll put it in the show notes for their for view. but there are three questions on there um for community input and um you know i think we may be on on track to have a you know depending on the pool looks like and I'm, I'm sure there's some other community engagements, you know, more targeted or direct engagement happening with, with community groups um, between now and, and April. But, yeah, you know, I know uh, earlier on this year, the council indicated, at least the mayor's office, indicated the council um, with no, no real pressure to have to do this, but, to, you know, looking at having a hire by early April, early to mid-April. So more to come there, and then again, that's a higher. Not that they would start. I think the the, well, the goal is for interim city manager Garza to finish out at least the budget cycle, so that which would be the council would vote on the budget later part of August. Yes, um, and then the, you know a new era begins. It's yes. been it, I think you know it, it, tying back to the interim city manager, uh, recording this on you know on the on the sixteenth, and he's been so it's been about it's been a year. A year and it's one a, day. A year and one day. Mm-hmm. And what a year it's been, Johanna, you know, Hannah, we just, I was looking at some of your prior iterations of the City of Boston org chart red lines mm-hmm. um, from the one he did earlier last year um, to the one most recent one. And I think it's gotten a lot, the red lines have decreased to the degree and some rules are not permanent.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, you know, we're no longer having to draw lines across the org chart to connect it to a different department. Um, things are starting to, I think we're seeing less changes every time I edit that. Um, and more uh, permanent appointees being added.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, once we have this new C manager in, I think even once that person selected, we'll be doing a deep dive or they're when they're announced, either they're selected. I don't see how the city does that, but we'll be doing a deep dive into whom or whom those candidates or that finalists may be for our clients. Um, as well as sharing general information that we find for our listening audience, as well as the subscribers to the BG Reads, and so we'll have links to all those in the show notes. But otherwise, y'all have a great weekend. Oh, and for those who are running the Austin Marathon, um, I look forward to seeing you out there. I'll be I'll be out there on uh, this Sunday morning at seven o'clock. Hannah, what are you are you running as well?
1: I'll be running the half.
0: That's still more than most people, so
1: <laughs> I'm nervous, but um, hopefully I. All I want to do is finish it. That's the goal.
0: My goal, I ran the marathon last year. My only goal was don't walk. Mm-hmm. So if I had to, it was I was an like 11-minute mile pace, whatever it was, the only goal was to keep it simple, just don't walk.
1: Yes. That's but, that's a good yeah. goal.
0: But I think it's fun. I mean, I, I've i been training solo in the mornings, but it's a whole different experience when you're at all these people. It's, it's tens of thousands of people out there to do this race. Okay. So it's it's significant, and you're out there, and I don't know, it's just something different when you're running in the pack versus when you're running solo on that end. So... I'm counting, that, counting on that to give me that psychological push. I want to clear, I'm putting this to the audience, the world. My only goal, my goal this year is not to walk, two goals, not to walk at all and also to finish under four hours. What, what was under four hours? It could be 3.30, it could be 3.58, point whatever, but under four, keep it simple, is the goal. I'll report back to my you, you my our listeners, on next Friday or next Saturday. But with that, you all have a great weekend.
1: Yeah, bye everybody.
0: I'm really curious to see how just how that shapes up. Most, we'll we will see as as much as y'all do in the audience and uh, report back as as we hear more about that. Um, but in other news too, and these are uh, ripples from last week or two weeks ago the potential hire of former APD chief Austin Police chief uh, R.R. Cervedo, we had more reporting from the Austin Chronicle from Aust- uh, reporter Austin Saunders about, uh, and from uh, about more insight on just the ripples of that, Top, we'll put this in the show notes, but essentially being the city manager, interim city manager Garza had in effect stated he would resign versus uh, when asked about doing an executive session with, with members of the council subquorum regarding his decision on, on bringing in Arts Cevedo. Thoughts on that, Hannah?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's definitely interesting. It's one of the juicier things that's happened this year already. Um, but you know, one of the, the things that um has been really interesting over the last few days is kind of digging into um kind of more of the city manager's history and kind of who he is and what he stands by and why he does the way um why the he does the things that he does. And so yesterday, um AJ and I were lucky enough to attend a talk at the LBJ School where the city manager spoke and I think that gave us a lot more insight as to why he a might have felt that way, and b why he's been doing everything he's doing. You know, he's a he said that you know the the city manager's supposed to be somewhat insulated from that political will, and they have to make the best decisions that revolve around the best policy, um, based off of um, you know facts, figures, data, the the studies that they pay for. And so, I think that based off of what what that says, I think he was just trying to do what he believed was the best for the city, and you know when when that the backlash came. Um, there was a resolution that was made. He didn't necessarily back down from his decision, which um, I think, you know, you, you kind of have to stay steady with your decisions in that position or else, you know, you can become subject to that political will. Um, but I think that, you know, just hearing him speak about, you know, the Austin that he um, he started with in, you know, 1978 through the 90s and the Austinies and now there's a lot of the same issues. Um, and he he's, was very... He was able to very see with a clear outsider eyes, these very, you know, big issues that were affecting the city and were affecting how things were going and were exacerbating issues. And and he was like, I've got to do this, this and this. And and I think he's led with a, um, laser like focus, um, and, and saw or gotten to a point where we're starting to get to somewhat solutions. You know, I think it's a, it's a dynamic thing. It's never going to stop. We're always going to be having to find solutions to these issues. Um, but I think that insight into why he does what he does um, was really, really important in the context of these headlines.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would agree, and it was—I mean—very clarifying for from for, for me as well. Again, the city manager, interim city Manager Garza was appointed by by Mayor Watson about this time last year, and so there wasn't—you know—we, I mean, I actually—I mean, I knew I knew who he was from his prior roles being uh, CEO of one of Austin's healthcare. Systems, but I, I or the, you know, in the public, no one really knew. You know, his just, it wasn't like an interview process to bring him on his interim. So for me, you know, after a year, this is the first time really getting his full background from him. I read about him, you know, what was out there, but seeing you know how he thinks and why he thinks, and and I agree, Hannah, I think you know, especially with the dynamics of city staff. From his directors, those assistant team managers, on down to the council. And he really sees that job to be the buffer to allow his staff. I mean, they're in the, everyone who's below it, who's under him in the org chart, to make the decisions in their professional capacity with data and facts um, and not being necessarily beholden or not being beholden at all to to community, you know, kind of that. I would say with the needs of the community, but more like the politics of the community, yeah. which you know, you know, issues like the Zilker Vision Plan, it oscillates, right? And ultimately, we have we have council for that. But I think there's there's how things should be, and there's how things are, and it's just you know, for issues, you know, nine times out of ten, most issues aren't that vitriolic. But you have issues like the Zilker Vision Plan, or the animal. Actually, the good, a good one is the animal. Um, Shelter issue that came up last week, at council, right? It was there's what there's what the staff recommended based on what they saw and what they're studying, and they're not taking about their word, and versus what a lot of actor groups in, who were focused on advocating in that community wanted, and you know ultimately that job, the city manager job, whoever's in that seat, I I put that there with like a super school superintendent. There's certain jobs where they yeah. It's, they're inherently political. You're not elected, but it's inherently a political job. And I think the best folks are the ones who, they have in mind how things should be in terms of that role with being, you know, blocking, tapping for their staff, but also are adept at navigating the political vicissitudes of the community they're working in. And that's just, I mean, that's the reality. Ignoring that, I think is at your own peril.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and he's he's mentioned, like, um you know, some things, they don't have the political will that's necessary and, and he can say present this policy and council can choose to not you know enact it an ordinance there's always that like check and balance that I think and so he he has to balance that a uh, very very um hectic environment but he, I think all things considered you know what he walked into I think he he's and based off of you know every day we learn more about him <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but based off of just you know what we know now I think he's done quite a good job and, and I think you know Hearing him speak yesterday just made me like respect him more. I think, and it was it was very interesting, and um, I'm really glad that we got to do that. And I, I hope he does more more speaker series.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to the LBJ School for that on as well. Um, and other news: next week, council meets. uh are back in session for work. They'll be on work session on February 13th, that Tuesday, and back in regular session on the 15th. Uh, right now, uh, there are about 42 items, or there are 42 items on the council agenda two of note we wanted to highlight was item 24, and this is proposed AI approving a resolution that would create or start the process for creating AI artificial intelligence guidelines for the city of Austin and its departments. Um, We did a podcast earlier this week with one of our theme group consultant, Chris Stewart. He's a former chief information officer for the city of Austin from 2020 to 2023. We go into more depth on this. We'll check that show out. We'll have it in the show notes. And another item to check out is item 25. This is an item brought by Councilmember Ryan Alter. And essentially, it's a climate, it's just approving resolution to study and start the process on a climate bond. Very comprehensive. I saw that Councilmember Allison Alter on, on the message board earlier today had some had amendments she wanted to bring in that Councilmember Ryan Alter is going to include. So, more to come on that. but. Notable that the you know the last city of Austin bond was in, was uh, in November of 2022. That was for an affordable or a housing bond that uh, was for 350 million. And so I think there's been a, strong, a positive track record on, on on just bonds overall, city of Austin. And that bond, the last one in 22, um, passed by nearly 71. percent So no yet no word yet on the pricing of this or what would all be included. I'm sure it'll be comprehensive and I'm sure there'll be people who love it as much as there'll be people who hate it. And we'll be here to cover all that as mm-hmm. as this unfolds. Other than that though, y'all have a great week and great weekend and uh, any um yeah, take care.
1: Yeah. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody.
0: That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. You have a team, Hannah?
1: Um I personally have no skin in this game. I'm. I'm just gonna watch the uh, <laughs> the for the Taylor Swift sightings mm-hmm. and the commercials.
0: We'll have to do a bet on how many. Uh, me a bet on how many uh, cut shots we get of her. Yes. Yes. All right. Y'all have a great weekend.
1: Bye.